Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the No Respect Podcast. Um, we might be live for literally a minute, but we might not be, depending on how many people are watching this. Right now, we have two people watching, so welcome aboard. I, I joined. <laughs> Okay, it's fine. Alex, welcome aboard. Uh, if you guys don't know us, we are the No Respect Podcast. Uh, and in a little impromptu live session after another loss, the Montreal Canadiens, Anaheim Ducks, and it is four to two that we lose in uh, another just just not good week uh, for the Montreal Canadiens. And we wanted to do a podcast and we told ourselves... Okay, we can either do a podcast and try to come up with uh, an elaborate kind of uh, discussion, uh, talk about what the problems are, but we realize that the answer at the end of the day for the Montreal Canadiens is that they just suck uh, right now, and we're we're a podcast that uh, just we like to be positive. Listen, like we're like that is when we're at our best, when the Habs are doing well, or they're at least showing signs of positive uh, things. We will argue usually those sides. Uh, right now, there's nothing to be said. So we said let's do a live stream, and that's where we're at. Uh, no respect podcast live today. Uh, Alex, your thoughts on uh, what's going on, and uh, if we're, there's any discussion that's going to be had tonight, I'm not sure. Uh, we might end this, and, and it'll be a quick test. We'll see. I don't even know, man. This is terrible. I'm always the most negative of the group, but even this is too much for me. This is unbearable. At least Mike Hoffman, he showed up. He's here. He's the only one who's showing anything. The shot is disgusting. We knew it would be. So that's nice to see. Gives me maybe a minute of joy every Habs game. That's it. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I mean, Cole Caulfield still hasn't scored. Uh, We made kind of a joking video about him possibly being a bust. But uh, are we starting to consider it now? Yeah, I don't know, man. Not, Not much to talk about. This is tough times very tough justin how about yourself how was your week how you doing how you feeling right now i'm i'm great i'm great (laughs) you know everything except for the habs uh is going great but i mean we can have some positive talk about the win in san jose um but it was definitely short-lived and then two brutal brutal losses like to be honest the only I mean, in, in this game against Anaheim, the only thing that was good was the line with Jake Evans, um, with Yoel Armia and Arturi Lekkinen. But other than that, it was pretty painful. Um, we scored two goals, which is more than we score normally, which is great. True. Um, True. But to lose against a team like Anaheim, a young team that, like, in theory, we should be able to beat it's it's there's no words other than pain right now like it's just painful to watch it's it's not it's 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 just not fun to watch the habs struggle this much it's just brutal and it's 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 unfortunate because i feel like we have a team that should be better than this and it's it's it feels like the whole team is snake bitten our defense seems honestly just horrible horrid Jeff Petrie, he's probably injured or something, but he's not playing up to what he should be able to play. Um, he has like one or two points so far in the season. Um, 
And yeah, the bottom line is like we need our our veteran guys to to step up, and we need like the Ben Sherrods, the Jeff Petries to be solid in the back end there, and the David Savards. Like, it's yeah, it's it's brutal. Like, there's just just talking about our defense, like. Romanov's looked good and bad and stuff and like you can you can give it to him because he's a young guy but then like when you're talking about guys like David Savard, Jeff Petrie, Ben Sherratt they shouldn't be this bad <laughs> it shouldn't be this easy to break through our zone like our defense against every single team in every game even the games we won has been terrible like yeah. it's just like Swiss cheese they just get through and there's nothing there like we and it's you, even the San Jose win Allen had to make 45 saves exactly. Exactly. it wasn't it wasn't a good performance. Allen played out of his mind, but it yeah. could easily have been another loss. And like you're saying, it's not fun to watch. Like at least in the past when we'd lose, there'd be entertainment value, something to look forward to. But this is just terrible, terrible. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're joining us a little bit late, this is a, the No Respect Podcast. We're a Habs podcast, and 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 things are are, are grim. Um, <laughs> if you're a Habs fan, or if you're another uh, another team fan, uh, you can come and see us sorrow. And 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 if you're a Habs fan, I mean, come and join the the poop party because that's what it is right now. It's it's just it's terrible. And like you guys said. Uh, there's no there's no good reason i mean you know we talked about it in in previous podcasts how there there is the fact that the montreal canadians ended their season later than most going all the way to the stanley cup final you're missing Kerry price shea weber is out long term uh jonathan Drouin basically confirming this week uh to the demise i think of the pr team um that he was uh, done for and and moving on and and doing other things and now we're left with a group that is playing uninspired hockey uh that's the thing it's just like there's none of what we had before when we were watching the Montreal Canadiens in that cup run. Even last year, there is obviously uh, highs and lows in the Canadian division in that 56-game schedule and, and all of those things. But right now, the Montreal Canadiens, they, they have no, no life, dude. It's crazy. It's... It's hard to to process how a team that has some of the pieces of last year can fall from such such an immense highlight of their careers going to the Stanley Cup final and where we're at. I, albeit it's still ten games in, you know they say that uh, Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving, is is where you want to be in in terms of evaluating the game. Right now we're two and eight there's michael jordan that's that's crying in the in the logo of the montreal canadians i mean this is the vibe so uh for the folks that are joining us feel free give us some content we're trying to figure out you know what what is the point of discussion what what can we say about these habs where do we go from here to be honest i really don't know um i mean cole caulfield maybe we can come back to him uh at this stage is it a, a real possibility in your minds? This is something that's been floating around. Is is it possible that we see him go into the AHL and make sure that this this absolute lull in the performance of the Montreal Canadiens 
doesn't affect his progress. I don't I don't know if it is or if, if it's just for him to kind of reach uh, or sorry meet the 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 challenge that's at hand. Uh, I'll start with you, uh, Alex, and in, in your thoughts on a real possibility of of Caulfield re- rejoining the AHL. I don't know. I could see it. I wouldn't agree with it though. I think you have to let him work through whatever's going on. He's proven himself at every other level than the NHL. And yeah, maybe he'll succeed in the AHL, but I think he needs to see for himself that he can get through this. It's going to happen five years from now that he'll have a cold streak and have to figure out a way to score. So no, I think you keep him, keep him up, maybe give him better opportunities, some higher skilled line mates. Now Um, I know he hasn't played well enough to deserve that, but you have to give him a way to prove himself and move on from this. Yeah, Justin, as you uh, as you timingly go and get your Caulfield Rocket jersey, uh, which is a, a fantastic jersey, by the way. Um, your thoughts on on uh, Caulfield potentially rejoining the Rocket uh, for real? If that's actually something that you would want to see. I think the Habs would have to commit to a tank for that to happen. And I don't think it would necessarily be a bad thing for Cole Caulfield. I mean, it might, it might hit his confidence for, for a bit, but I mean, to go and kind of dominate in the HL can't be a bad thing for him and his game. Uh, but yeah, he's definitely been snake bitten. He's, he's gotten his chances. Like he's, he's been there, but it's, it seems like he's just, Gripping the stick too tight or just not able to, to really generate anything that ends in a goal on a play. So it's it's been tough the last, well, with the whole f- first part of the season for Caulfield. And I mean, I, I'm still not worried about him in his future. Like this is, it's very, very early in his career and I'm not worried about his progression. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it could be a, a, a solution to send him down to the AHL. Um, obviously, he doesn't have to go through waivers, so it wouldn't be any any issue there. But yeah, I mean, we would really have to want to want to tank at this point. Like, it would have to be really bad for us to send him down and kind of sacrifice that whole line that's kind of built around him. Yeah, even even if there is a tank, to be honest, I don't see Caulfield going to the AHL as as the solution. I mean, you look at let's say the Ottawa Senators, for example, they had an awful start, I believe, last year. Um, at, at some point, they figured it out. I think that you know, for fans, it's it's not fun to watch this, but for for the uh, Montreal Canadiens players that are still young, going through some of this adversity, the, the difference is is that there's an expectation that came from that magical Stanley Cup run. And we come now into this season with raised expectations. I mean, the emotions were at their highest. I uh, I gained 10 pounds or 15 pounds in, in pizza and beer alone because of the run. Um, now, have I lost all that weight? No. But the point is, is that the Montreal Canadiens right now are not playing to their potential, of course, Um and for Caulfield, for Suzuki, for other young guns on this team, I want to give a, a, you know, like a shout out to like a Jake Evans to who, who else is young on our team? I mean, like there's there's even I would put Anderson Drouin as part of like the leaders, the, the younger veterans that need to go through this because there has been a change or a passing of the torch in terms of leadership here. Now, if 
if they really want to start taking that step, maybe this is a good thing. I'm literally trying to find any positive that I can in this situation for this group. I don't know if I can. And for those of you who are joining us now, uh, we're the No Respect Podcast talking about this uh, just brutal stuff for the Montreal Canadiens. And you can join Michael Jordan in the uh, in the meme section of the logo at the top right of the screen. Alex, I don't know where to take this anymore. I mean, this was an impromptu um, uh uh, you know, live stream. So, so please go ahead. Do you, do you think there's a chance we see a coaching change? Maybe tonight, maybe shortly. My honest answer is no. My honest answer is no. Like I know, I know people are looking for someone to blame. Is it Mark Bergevin? Is it Dominique Duchamp? Um, I think that there's, there's, you know, maybe some decisions, some of the things that people think that we could have expected that should have been addressed, too much turnover, uh, some of the lineup decisions, keeping Ben Sherrod and uh, David Savard together too long, too long, jeez, I, I didn't say that that well, uh, um, and, and uh, I just think that at the end of the day, from what I'm seeing, is that this, this, this team, it, it starts from the players, and they have yeah. not hit any of their potential. Like, until they start playing to their potential, there's nothing about the systems that I'm seeing right now that's, like, completely ridiculous. And even in the line changes and whatever it may be in the combinations, I mean, I don't see anything that, that's completely outstanding here. The, the Montreal Canadiens' personnel just needs to wake up as a whole. Now, maybe that falls under the jurisdiction of Dominique Ducharme. But I don't know. I don't know. From the get-go, this team has just looked sluggish, and I don't know how much you can put, pin that on the coach. I could be wrong, though. So I I have the complete opposite opinion of you. So, I mean, okay. right, I, I see this team as having the pieces and talent that it needs to be at least like a middle-of-the-pack team. That's what I saw this team at the beginning of the season. Of course, we were missing Carey Price and Shea Weber's LTIR for for now um but yeah when you have a team that has these pieces and they can't put it together I tend to blame the coaching staff on that because it's it seems like we have the pieces and they're not able to put it together so to me it's a problem with the system and it's a problem with maybe buying into the system maybe the players aren't doing that and and they aren't doing the right things but I I would tend to blame the coach and say that if he doesn't have solutions with the pieces that we've given him, then that's that's an issue for him. Yeah, but hang on a second though. How how much can you blame, let's say, like a underperforming Jeff Petrie on Dominique Duchamp? How much can you blame a Cole Caulfield that's gripping his stick or fanning on shots much more than we expected? How much can you blame? Uh, you know, Alexander Robinov that's going, you know, he has his moments, but he has his moments where he's not covering his man or a Ben Sherat that's not covering his man, a David Sava, whoever it may be, because I can list all of the players on the Montreal Canadiens roster that have made costly individual mistakes that lead to goals. And it's not a question of your systems. It's a question of the mental endurance, focus, and uh, buy-in that the player needs to put in. And I'm not seeing that, to be honest. Like, I get where you're coming from, but from the eye test, and I could be wrong, 
For those who are watching, I see that we have eight watching. Thank you for joining us for the No Respect Podcast. Um, doing an impromptu live stream after another loss against the Anaheim Ducks. If you have anything that you would like to add to this discussion, please don't be shy. Uh, we're here to discuss because we are in pain. Episode four uh, for this. So, yeah, Justin, I don't know if that if that makes sense to you or if I'm still still complete bullshit to you. I don't know what it is. Well, I don't know. I, I, the only thing, like, I've noticed stuff that's, like, I don't know, when it, when it comes to just, like, structures and play, like, we've we've constantly been turning over the puck in our own zone, like, like throwing the puck around the boards in our own zone, and then it goes to the other team, and, like, and not being able to set up on the power play, like, those are all things that, are, to me, are, like, structural things that coaches should be able to fix, and if they can't, then it's their fault. And I, I agree with you. There are some individual. There's there's blame on the individuals for sure. But the systems, to me, haven't been working as a whole. And when you see a team that has been like embarrassed time and time again, night in, night out, it's to me that's a coaching problem. To me, that's like a whole group problem. It's not an individual player's problem. And you may be right like there is there is certain players that haven't been able to step up but a, a good coach finds a solution to that and and finds a way to use the players that he has to kind of be able to break through that and be able to to still be able to produce with what he has on the, on his team is uh, my take on this i agree with both of you i see both sides of your arguments but my question to you just is what would have changed from last year when Dominique Zuchelm took over and we went on this run, this crazy run in the playoffs, and now the level, the level of play is so much worse. And Aaron Ward, I believe, was on the radio today or the day prior. He was saying that after his cup win in Carolina, I think it was 04, he said in 05 when they showed up for the regular season, it just didn't work. The players couldn't get it together. It had nothing to do with the coaching, nothing to do with systems. It just, you can't get yourself hyped up for these games and people outwork you. And that's that. And they couldn't find a solution for it and had a terrible year. And at this point, I don't really see, I get why people are frustrated with Zushal, but like there can't be such a drastic difference in his plans between last year and this year that the yeah. players have no idea what to do and are just lost. I, I just don't get how that could be the answer. And I think the players have to look to themselves and figure it out themselves. Yeah, just very quickly, Justin, I know you want to answer. I just want to welcome aboard. We've got a, a few commenters, uh, if you guys didn't see. We've got Joseph Berniquez, Stéphane Leblanc, Stephen Saint. Thank you guys so much for joining. We'll get right to your uh, comments. Uh, again, uh, we're doing an impromptu live stream. We weren't even sure we were actually going to go live, so thank you for joining us. We've got 11 watching right now. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks beat the Habs 4-2. to two. Uh, Joseph Berniquez says, Caulfield, Romanov need AHL time, uh, and Laval can actually make the playoffs this year that that'd be a nice kind of experience now what does that say about the Montreal Canadiens that's full tank would I do that right now Stéphane Leblanc also agrees with that um and Stephen Saint I'm gonna call you Saint okay Stephen um it's uh apocalypse now we agree we agree um Montreal Canadiens and what you just said about the emotion 
being buying in and, and the fact that Aaron Ward and his experience in 04 to 05, um, I think that's my question too right now. Is that, is this team, is, is it just a question of they reached a level of emotional investment that no other team reached, but their talent level just is not there? Is that does that make sense in terms of an, 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 a, like a, a question right now? Is this team, in terms of character, everything that Mark Bergevin has believed in, is is that the sole thing that they have? Is the fact that they have once the time once the time comes to being emotionally invested for the for the playoffs, let's say they'll do great right now because it's the regular season because it's a tendency that we keep seeing. So. I guess my question is, is that do we just have emotion and no talent or what, where are we right now, Justin? To me, there's no, there's no character on this team right now. I mean, if you can't put wins together and you can't find the way to, to buy in and be able to win games, it's just, it's just not there for me right now. And, and like, I, I see what you're saying. Like I, and I agree that like we, with the core that we had during the playoff run, we were able to kind of put it together and kind of ride on the emotion of it and be able to, to put together the efforts and the, and kind of outwork the teams uh, last year in the playoffs. But I'm not seeing any of that this year. Like there's no, there's no emotion. There's no kind of buying into to winning, to, to working harder than your opponent. Like I haven't seen that in a game so far this season. And like I saw, I saw a tweet that says like Mark Bergevin <laughs> like should be ashamed about talking about character with this team. There's there's no character right now with this team, and it's it's. I mean, it's sad to say that. Like I don't want to admit it, but it's it, it's true. Like you actually believe you believe that you believe that there's no character on this team. I believe right now they're not showing any character. Like I, I they're of course be I'm saying. I mean, what is character? Like, if, if character doesn't... <laughs> Let's define doesn't, character. What Let's is character? Like, if character doesn't result in winning games, then what the fuck is it good for? Like, what okay. what do you care about that? Like, I, I mean, that's that's my take. Like, I mean, if it's you're 2-8 good- in a season, that's, that's evidence to me that you don't have the character and you don't have the will to win. Like, and it's not, to me, it's not about not having talent. Like, there's teams like Ottawa, there's teams like, like Anaheim that we fucking lost to tonight that don't have necessarily the talent to win in this league. But I feel like we have the talent and we're lacking the emotion, lacking the character and lacking the drive to actually pull out the wins. Yes, yes, but but uh, Joseph, I, I remember you said this in uh, one of our, uh, one of our YouTube videos. My name's videos. Justin. I know, I know, Justin, but Joseph, please, if you're still with us, uh, Joseph commented that the, the Montreal Canadiens are gassed. Like sometimes you have character, but you don't have the mustard to put it out. I don't know. I don't know if that's it. Like, listen, we spoke about Vegas. We spoke about, um, well, the Toronto Maple Leafs kind of pulled it together this week, a li- like better than us, of course. Um, and they had no excuse, right? They're coming in with this all or nothing mentality, and it, it seems to be nothing right now. But that being said, the Tampa Bay Lightning slow start, the Vegas Golden Knights, their power play has been trash as well. Um who else? The Avalanche? The Avalanche hasn't been that great either. But all of those, f- the, the final four teams have been struggling out of the gate. Obviously, the Montreal Canadiens to a level that that we're here at episode four pain. So, obviously, uh, things are not going well. But coming back to that character thing, 
is it really characters or is it ex mental exhaustion is there i don't know alex you what do you think i agree with justin that no one's showing character but i think talent wise realistically with price out with weber out our defense and goaltending is not that good allen's doing his job but we're not in the upper tier of defense and goalie talent levels on paper our offense should be much better but they haven't shown up and that's maybe where we need that character we need pe people to play like josh anderson josh mm -hmm. anderson is showing up every night unfortunately he's not the most skilled guy so he's not putting points up but at least he's bringing yeah, something to the, to the table sorry yeah. He put up a couple. I mean, he did, he yeah, did relatively okay, decent. Yeah. No, I'm not yeah. saying he's doing anything wrong, but yeah, we need Gallagher to be Gallagher, which he hasn't been. Yeah. Um, we need guys like that to show something, which they're not. And Justin's point makes a lot of sense. A team like Anaheim, yeah, their record's not great, but they're outworking us in every facet of the game. Troy Terry, he's on a hot streak, but... He's dominating the cycle in the corners. That shouldn't happen against guys like Savard and Sherratt. It just seems like they're swinging their sticks around and hoping to get a poke check in and then just dumping it off the glass, going out for a change. No one wants to be that difference maker other than Josh Anderson, who unfortunately it's not working out, but at least the <laughs> effort's there. So yeah, I think maybe there is some hidden character on this team, but no one's showing it. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 trying to think of what's the biggest problem right now. Because I can see three. Um I can see a hundred. <laughs> yeah, I can see a hundred for sure, but I'm gonna point out the three that I think are the most detrimental. The this was one that I spoke about at the beginning of the season. I said that there's gonna be a fork in the road. One of the forks, or no, the single fork. Well, one of the, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Well, one of the, what do you call it? The prongs of the fork is uh, Caulfield and Suzuki taking exactly where they were in the playoffs and bringing it back at the start of the season. That has not happened. And I thought that if that were to happen, the Montreal Canadiens would find a groove and wouldn't skip a beat. And we would see exactly what we expect is that it's a middle of the pack team, obviously not at the elite, but then once we get to the playoffs, maybe Carey Price joins us and we're, you know, we're doing maybe something a bit similar to last year. It's hard to kind of uh, imagine that at that, at that point. But that's the first problem is that that hasn't happened. Cole Caulfield has zero goals. Nick Suzuki has not, you know, he hasn't been dominant. And we're left with no first-line center. Our first-line center is Christian Dvorak right now. I think that he's outplaying, that line is outplaying the Caulfield. Obviously, they've been separated since the beginning, um, you know, but that's a major problem. Number one, is that the biggest one? I don't know. It might be the second one that I'm going to highlight. And that's Jeff Petrie that has not been Jeff Petrie. And for me, that means that without Joel Edmondson, you're left with David Savard and Ben Sherratt. I would say that they are playing better than Jeff Petrie right now. Yeah. And I could be wrong, but that if that's even close to being true, how, how can you win a game without Jeff Petrie being at the level that 
we need him to be. Like, it, it can't be Ben Sherrod and David Savard. Ben Sherrod has the most goals as a defenseman. Doesn't make any sense. And then my last point, which is just team defense and just overall play, which I don't know. Like, the PK has been awful. The power play has been awful. The seam pass coverage, dude, I, I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. Those are the three problems. So those of you who are joining, we got Joshua Smart. Welcome back, Joshua. I remember you from the playoffs. Smart guy. Well, smart Joshua. guy. Yeah, he's clever as hell. Um, but point being here is that it's it's difficult to pinpoint exactly what's the biggest problem. Obviously, when you combine all of this, you get a 2-8 and eight record and Michael Jordan in the fucking uh, Habs logo in the top right of your logo here. Um, but yeah, so for folks back at home, is it the fact that Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield have not had the hottest start? Is it the fact that Jeff Petrie is, you know, maybe he's dealing with an injury and it could very well be, but the fact that Jeff Petrie isn't at the level that we need him to be to be, to have like a an a decent blue line because right now we don't have a first first defenseman we don't we have no Shea Weber there's no Joel Edmondson and we're left with Ben Sherratt and David Savard right so and then the last one is just overall defense and and the, I, I'll include the power play it's just a smorgasbord of troubles <laughs> on the third one um <laughs> so what's the biggest problem for you guys and let us know what you think got joshua saying pretty bad when i don't even want to watch the games exactly we have a fucking podcast about the montreal canadians what do you think we're fucking feeling anyways um sorry for swearing uh alex how about you answer that unless uh, justin you want to go well, i mean the options you've given us is is it this player this player or the whole team. So <laughs> I'm going to pick the whole team. I think everything's gone to shit. Nothing's going right. And you're talking about Jeff Petrie not playing like a number one D-man. I'd say right now he's playing like a number four. So we don't even have a first pair on defense. It's just yeah. brutal. Um, maybe Sammy Niku and Weidman can save us. Maybe they'll be our uh, future number one corner piece of our defense. But... No, I mean, I don't even know what, know what to say. I'm just stalling, waiting for fan answers here. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, what about you? I mean, for me, I think it really has to do with what you said. The first point, kind of Nick Suzuki's not necessarily stepping up. And I don't want to put tons of pressure on the guy. Like, he's he's a 21-year-old. Um, we're already expecting so much from him. But the bottom line is we have... Christian Dvorak and Nick Suzuki is our first line center. Both are under 25 years old. And then we basically just don't have a lot of center depth. We have zero center depth if Nick Suzuki is not playing up to his potential. So it's, it's, that's to me the toughest place. Like that's kind of like the most important position in hockey. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really. Yeah, it, it's hard to, to pinpoint one thing, but I would say that is one issue. Another thing is obviously our goaltending. Um, I mean, Jake Allen, obviously, he's looked he's looked pretty good, but he's not Carey Price. And when you have Samuel Matambo as your backup, it's, it's tough. <laughs> I'm, it's yeah. it's tough. Like it's it, yeah. I I don't want to I don't want to shit on the guy, and I don't want to shit on the players. Like it's. But when I just don't have confidence in the goaltending as much as I would with Carey Price, 
so that's that's the that's the main problems we could go on there's there's many problems to talk about we could talk about any player and and pinpoint stuff that they're not doing right but i think to me it comes down to like the whole team is just like kind of what alex said about like the aaron ward comment like they're not able to get the get into the emotion of the game now and maybe it's because they want on the run maybe it's because they don't have cohesion because there's too many new players and there's new systems and stuff like that but yeah it, it just seems like we can never string together a good shifts like we have one good shift and then we're oh we're hemmed in our zone or like we make a bad turnover and a score a goal score like against us so it's nothing's going well right now I don't know what else to say. Fuck yeah. my life. And yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's difficult. Very difficult. Uh, I did uh, the first ever poll on our uh, live stream here. Uh, I put in the three garbage options, which were uh, it's, uh, Nick Nick and uh, Cole Caulfield. Uh, well, not Nick and Cole Caulfield, but Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield, <laughs> not having the hottest start. Um Jeff Petrie also not playing to his potential or just special teams slash overall defense. Uh, thank you to the one person that selected special teams and overall defense and made it 100%. Um, I think again, the fourth I, option I, should just be teams trash. I mean, yeah. It's, uh, it's pas bon, là. Ça, ça, ça marche pas, là. Um, but uh, Stefan, uh, I, I know that Joseph, Joshua, I'm just going to read through the comments here. Um, Petrie needs to fake uh, the shot on the power play. Problem solved. Um, that's, Petrie uh, needs to that's fucking jo- pass on the power play. That's Agreed. all he needs to do. He, How many times yeah. has he shot it into yeah. the shin guards? Like he's aiming you, for Jeff. the shin guards. It's, we love you. We love you, Jeff. Okay. We, we're with you. Okay. Justin, Justin, please. I know. I know. I'm that's sorry. Tough. I'm okay. sorry. We're he's, all he's we in, love. He's probably injured, right? That's, that's he might be watching us. Okay, all right. Let's not forget. Uh, no, but but seriously, okay, Joshua. What can they do? Um, they really have good players. It's very disheartening. Fourth line has looked the best on the puck. I can agree with that. I mean, I like on- the Dvorak Drouin. And Anderson line has been my favorite from the get-go. I think the Vorak has been playing pretty well for a new team, uh, taking on the responsibility that he's been he's been you know um, given at the beginning of the season, um, and that's the line that I kind of like. I mean, Joe has been looking great coming back. Obviously, with all of the problems that uh, the anxiety, the insomnia, all of those things, it's been great to see him have a jump in his step. But it's just unfortunate that it's it's in a time where nobody else except for Mike Hoffman. And you know, again, uh, Anderson and and I'll put Dvorak in that group. But apart from that, I haven't seen that much. You know, nobody has. You know, um, Stefan brings up a good point here that we can maybe discuss. Uh, I don't know how much longer we can just shit on the halves because that's not what we want to do. Okay, we're at our best when the Montreal Canadiens are vibing or they're showing some kind of life, and we can at least be positive in that. But I, it's it's impossible. We're all watching the games. You know, we're watching and the eye test says that this team has been playing like like shit. It's just it's the facts. OK, uh, Stefan says blow it up. You keep Suzuki, Caulfield, Dvorak, Romanov, anybody else is fair game. I don't know what else you do. Next two drafts are game changers with Wright and Bedard next year. Listen, we might have Shane Wright in our hands and problem solved. Right. Right. Maybe we don't know. Um 
Let's take a look at this poll. I see that the special teams overall defense has gone down. Cole Caulfield, Nick Suzuki, second. Second. All right, 40% to 60%. We'll see how this keeps going. Um, K. Van der Bar sends Suzuki to Laval. I absolutely love that name. Uh, I don't know if you're from Germany, but uh, ich möchte ein großer Bier, okay? Um, that's the only thing I can say. It means uh, I want a big beer. So here we go. Um, yes. Where were we at? Yes. Do we reset? Do we tank? Do we sell the roster? Is it a fire sale? Is it a garage sale in Montreal here? And do we start from scratch? And let uh, who wants to go first here? Give me a, give me a, I can there go. we go. I'll give I one. can go. Okay, Justin, you went first. Let's go. You guys let us know what you would do. Are you selling and who are you selling? Let's, uh, let's get going here. I mean, you can sell some, but this, this team to me has the pieces. I mean, I've said it from the beginning. Like we have somewhat of the pieces. <laughs> like with, There is a somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I'm saying like, if we have an elite goaltender, like carry price. Yeah. I think with this team that we have now, I don't think we're I don't think we're that bad. Like that's what I've said from the beginning is that this team shouldn't be this bad. It really yeah. shouldn't. And no. that's the reason I would not want to tank just because I don't think we're that far off like if we have the compete level and have the heart and have the the buy-in to winning games. Like it's we have elite like okay we have elite wing depth <laughs> is what i'll say <laughs> and it doesn't look like it right now but we do we have a lot of we have we have countless 30 goal potential scores like i know you guys are both <laughs> laughing at me for some reason but it's just funny because you're like we have it's getting countless like you're yeah. compromising more and more. Yeah. Like, this well, team is elite I have to. In some aspects. And we have so many good forwards on the wings. Like, it just no, but, keeps getting worse and worse. No, but, but, but seriously, though, we have... Mike Hoffman can score 30 goals. Brendan Gallagher can score 30 goals. Tyler Toffoli can score 30 yeah. goals. Cole Caulfield, in a f perfect world, maybe in a year or two, can score, th score at least 30 goals. Nick Suzuki is a good offensive player. Like we have good offense. We have Jonathan yeah. Troy. We have Josh Anderson. Like these are all players that can score up to 20 to 30 goals. Like we shouldn't be having these problems offensively. That's so what we it, wanted. The, the, that's what we said at the beginning of the season. Like I, I completely agree. You know, like that's, yeah. that's, that's why it's such a, like we, our team is not two and eight worthy. We're not, we're not bottom feeders, okay? We're not Justin's fantasy team, okay? It's not that bad, dude, okay? okay? <laughs> you want to go through our fantasy teams and compare it, compare and contrast? I mean, yeah, we should. But anyways, point is, um, maybe not for this year because it's been a rough start. Uh, not as bad as the Montreal Canadiens. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the No Respect Podcast. If you are new and joining late, we are uh, we're just chatting. This is an uh, impromptu live stream that we uh, we didn't even know we were going live tonight. We were saying like, hey, should we actually do a podcast or should we actually just see if people want to talk about the Habs and vent? Because that's where we're at. We're not going to do organized things game per game review and say well in the sharks game we were good but everything else was trash so we're here and we're doing a live stream so please thank you so much we've got 12 viewers um we've got a poll that's going here we've got five votes on it and so right now 
We got special teams overall defense being the biggest problem for the Habs or Caulfield Suzuki not going. It's 60% to the special teams overall defense and 40% to Caulfield Suzuki not going. So that's Let three votes. Your thoughts are. Yeah, there's there's three votes to two. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Great enough. Um, so we've got uh, Sam that's joined us, Alex Vachon. We've got uh, Ant Dude 93 Welcome to the stream, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and we've obviously got Kay Van Der Bar, uh, Joseph Berniquez, uh, and Stéphane Leblanc, and Stephen Saint. I don't know if you're still with us, but thank you so much for uh, participating tonight. Um, yes. Hey, Alex. It's our pleasure, man. It's been tough to do the podcast. Uh, he's saying thanks for doing the podcast, if you guys can't see it. But um, it's been difficult to do it uh, within this times, this context. It's pretty brutal. Um, so, selling the team, you said, Justin, no. Basically, that was the answer, is that you don't want to do that. What I want to bring up, Alex, if you don't mind, is that for me, is it the worst case scenario? Okay, I'm not a fan of selling everything. Okay, yeah, it is the worst case scenario right now, but um, I'm I'm not a fan of selling pieces that we know will be useful just for the sake of rebuilding. You know, like because it's completely garbage this year. Let's say it's completely garbage. Okay, keep keep the pieces that are still valuable next year. I don't see anybody on this team. Unless that there's a UFA or whatever it may be that you want to get rid of and get some picks for the draft, that's fine. But you know, selling a uh, you know a, a Jeff Petrie or whatever it is, a Carey Price, whoever you're trying to move that are the big pieces that you don't see necessarily being a part of this team for the long, long haul. I don't know to what extent that's the best strategy because. Let's say it's garbage this year. You come back, you get Shane Wright, you get a couple of other draft picks, you sign a couple of UFAs, all right? And you have another year of development where the Montreal Canadiens, at least, you know, they went through some garbage together as a squad and they can maybe come back with a little bit of fire next year. And then you're just set. You just reloaded on talent after a down year. And you're good to go for next year. Am I stupid saying that? Is that is that not? I'm stupid. Okay, all right. Justin, Alex, please tell me why. Is that garbage? Tanking one year, we, one year will not save you the next year. If we tank now, we will be good maybe in three, four years. That's what I'm saying. No, but top top five though. Like you get a top five pick with this group, right? You you insert. Uh, Shane Wright or uh, but you Simon Nemish. You can't tank without selling your team. Like if, dude, dude, we haven't sold shit. We're two and eight, man. What are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, but that's about? not going to continue. We're not going to continue to be this bad with this with this core of players. Like we're going to eventually even out, and we're going to end up being like 18th in the, in the league, which is like the worst case scenario. But yeah, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, but but right now you can't that. say that with so much confidence. Right now we're we're garbage. We're garbage. I it get it, continue. but we're not actually garbage. That's that's at least my take. We're not actually. I garbage. know that. We're just we're garbage. We're more like recycling. <laughs> we're we're not we're not <laughs> like we're trash. But we can be molded into Impossible. something that's like not so trash. 
Okay. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Alex, before you answer, I just want to go through a couple of the comments. Uh, Joshua saying, or sorry, I should start with K. Vanderbar. Uh, that says, uh, send Suzuki to Laval. Maybe. I don't, I don't want to do that right now. I think that putting no. Suzuki after an $8 million uh, contract for eight years is going to be a bit weird to go to Laval. Not the greatest statement. Um, Sam Piazza joins us. I think the Habs should tank. Team has no life without Price and Weber right now. In my opinion, not worthy to try and make probably unsuccessful run to the playoffs and lose potential high-round pick. I mean, it comes back. If we have a down year, maybe we do get that pick. But... Point, Sam. Alex Vachon. Everything is working through cycles, even pandemics, every 98 years. Last year, the Habs reached a pinnacle, and they are going down the cycle. Only time will be a factor here. Interesting. Um, I don't know to what extent the Montreal Canadiens can, you know, maybe break this cycle. I would hope that they can and just try to run into something that's going to be of greater value for the Habs uh, fans that are watching, but we shall see. Um, Joseph saying that Habs need to play a driving number 1C and one top pairing puck moving defenseman. I mean, Nick Suzuki is supposed to be that guy and Jeff Petrie should be close to that guy, which is one of the reasons why we're having this tough start. Um, let's keep going here. Uh, fire Jeff Molson. Jeff, not Jeff. Uh, Okay. All right. Here we go. Jacob Johnson. So at what point does the GM step in and do something? I, that's a good question. Let's, let's bounce off of that, Alex, unless you had something that you wanted to say about uh, the down year and, and, and going in. Well, my only opinion on the tanking is that you have to do it while you can. You can't let these players' values evaporate. So if you're going to commit to a tank... You have to move these players while they still have value and can give you solid picks in return. You can't wait for Jeff Petrie to be 39 and get a fifth round pick. You have yeah. to send them to contender when you can and get a first or a first and a second for it that you can easily draft a, a game-changing player. And then mm -hmm. when it comes to tanking, the other, I guess the worst part about it is that, yeah, we could get Shane Wright and he could easily bust We've seen, obviously, Nail Yakupov is probably the biggest standout. Jesse Puyarvi in Edmonton wasn't a first pick, but he was up there. He's putting it together now, but it took, what, four years, five years? Uh, Capo Caco in New York still hasn't really done much. Even Alexis Lafreniere, who people thought would be a, a game-breaker, who I'm not saying he's bad, but he's not going to drag New York to the playoffs. So... There's no way to know. It's it's a tough spot to be in, obviously. We have Price, our best player, who's nearing the end of his career. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I see both people's arguments for and against it. And I guess we'll wait to see what Bergevin wants to do. But good segue from, I forget whose question it was about Bergevin. Yeah. But he had a meeting with the team after the loss against L.A. He was in the dressing room. Yeah. Uh, if you want to elaborate on that. I mean, I don't know what's been said, and everybody has seemed to say that, like, they're going to keep the details within the team, of course, uh, the classic. Um, but listen, uh, they had the meeting after the loss against uh, the LA Kings, Phil, Phil Dano, uh, obviously first time playing against him since uh, signing with his new team. And I mean... 
the thing is, is that what is Mark Bergevin going to do? Is it going to be a true sellout like we were saying? I don't think that's going to be in the cards for Mark Bergevin if... I'm being completely honest. Now I know people. Some some people want him to go ahead and start making changes right now. I think that they're gonna at least let it play out for the next ten to fifteen games, and then you might see some decisions. But right now, as much as it's bleak, as much as it's terrible, um, I think that you know being part of the 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 GM, uh, not me personally, but as a GM. They have to stay patient and really let the time to evaluate the team at 100%, see if they have any route to change. Right now, for Habs fans, it's garbage, but they need to do that due process, regardless of what it means for us as Habs fans. And so before we see any major moves, it's going to take a little bit more time, I think. So we'll see. Um, just want to thank uh, uh, Jacob for uh, for bringing that in. And uh, we've got Jamin that's joining us, and he's all in for the Shane Wright, right? Okay? Uh, that's the right take that you have there. I said right a few times because that's the way it is right now. Um, Justin, your take on what should be done by Mark Bergevin, if he's going to do anything, or if, um, or if you just stand pat. Yeah, I mean, I don't think... I kind of agree with you that he should be patient and not panic right now, which I think he he will be patient. He's not the type of GM to just panic sell or panic trade someone. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think we're going to kind of re- evaluate where we're at and maybe like the half season mark or maybe like the first third of season mark. Um, and, yeah, I, I, but the, the thing is, like like you said, like this team is very different from what it was last year um we're missing our captain shea weber who's like not only a great defenseman but an amazing leader that i feel like we're totally missing right now um we're missing our second or even arguably first leader which is carrie price who we all know how much confidence he just bestows on the whole team when he's playing um we say we saw how the team completely fell apart when he was injured um in those dark ben condon days um a few years ago mike it's mike, mike sorry sorry mike mike my Come bad on. my bad wow all right, it's all good. It's um all good. yeah so i mean that's the thing you kind of we might be a bit overreacting because I mean, we, we are deserve missing... to, dude. No, no, no I'm, I'm just saying, we, overreacting in terms of like, let's sell the farm, because yeah, yeah, we yeah, are yeah. missing a lot of key kind of players, and not to mention someone else who, like, not doesn't get a lot of credit, but Paul Byron was is another leader on this team who's out hey, right yes. now, and he is a yes. solid. He's a solid depth player who who plays good minutes. He's good defensively. Plays on PK score a good 20 goals some seasons um so yeah i mean we are missing players but it shouldn't be this bad let's not get ourselves no. but i don't think mark bridgeman is going to make any any big moves uh anytime soon yeah yep yeah uh, um just want to read out a couple of the comments uh jamin saying the habs issue is we haven't been in a rebuild so we keep drafting mid to late round most of the teams that are good now are because they draft in the top 10 for three to four years in a row now Jamin I agree that the 
Carey Price is the main reason as to why we have never been able to rebuild properly because he was just that good when our team had a top-line center of David Dernay. No disrespect to David and that sick move uh, in the shootout that he used to do where he wo- waved his stick around it and then just do it five-hole. That was nasty. Um, but the reality is, at the end of the day... Um, you see what the Oilers have gone through, what the Buffalo Sabres have gone through, and it's not it's not a guarantee. It just doesn't it doesn't play out always the way that you want it to. And so I might be wrong in this, but having that kind of mixed bag of like making sure that you're a competitive team to retain some of the bigger pieces, you know, maybe that helps in Acquiring those middle, you want to you want to get some good picks for sure. You want to you want to find a steal, and I think that's why he's been uh, at least the the under uh, recent years that the uh, the moves by Bergevin have been to overload on draft picks so that you have more chances at the lottery and getting a steal in the second round or even late first round or whatever it may be. So um, that's my thought process on that. So. Um, in regards to Jacob's comment, uh, if the fact that Mark Bergevin and the fact that he's not signed for the next year affects him, I don't think so. Um, because he's a professional and needs to get a job somewhere else. And if he does not do the right job here, it's going to affect his chances at getting another position somewhere else. So, um, yeah. That being said, let's uh, anything because I know that we want to wrap it up relatively quickly here, uh, folks. Again, a huge thank you for joining us for this impromptu live stream. We were supposed to record, we decided hell with it. Uh, we're not going to just spew the same uh, trash that the Montreal Canadiens have been putting on the ice. Um, and I just want to say, uh, if you guys can, and just to support the channel, if you aren't already, a subscription, a like, all of those things help greatly to support it. So uh, it, again, it's just it's up to you. It helps us out and it's free um and uh we have obviously the no respect podcast that you can follow at twitter and all of that stuff i'll let you do all of that stuff if you want but uh just a reminder on my side justin your hand was raised please go ahead we also have a discord too you should join that because we discuss stuff and we will have uh i mean we we talk about stuff that people say in the discord all the time on the show so it's uh it's a good time in there can i put the link in there is that illegal that should be. That's, I mean, it's our stream. Legal. I don't think it's illegal. I think it's legal. Oh, let me take I a look. Gonna, right, so I'm gonna. Okay, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I'm gonna copy sorry. paste. I'm gonna copy. Yeah, paste take your time. So go ahead. Might be. Uh, might be tough yeah. for you. Um, yeah. yeah, I was just gonna say we should probably do predictions of the next week of the Habs, but uh, I don't know if you had anything else to to end the show on. But uh, yeah. No, that's good. So I can. That's uh, good. I can, that's good. I can. I can tell you guys what the games are this week. So we have. Big game against the Red Wings on Tuesday. Um, and then Thursday is against the Islanders. Uh, and then Saturday is against the Golden Knights. So Interesting. Yeah. So uh, Golden Knights is going to be interesting. And fun, to, fun game because it's obviously a rematch of our shellacking of them in the postseason. Um can't forget that because that's the last positive thing we've had uh, for as Habs fans. <laughs> so yes, let's hold on to that tightly. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, Mackie, go ahead with your fucking prediction. 
Jesus, let's relax, okay? Um, <laughs> starting starting with my prediction, uh, I don't see any hope for the Montreal Canadiens. I'm going to be honest right now. I need to see it to believe it. Uh, I want to see one win, and right now I'm just going to predict what I think is going to be positive for the Habs, which is keep losing, get a high draft pick, and we'll be back next year. At this stage, that's where I'm at. I want it to swap, and God, by God, I will swap so quickly. Once it starts going the other way, you know me. I love to be optimistic. For Guys, if you don't know, I legit, I've been waiting to release an original song about the Montreal Canadiens. And the timing is just so awful because it's based off of the glory of the playoffs. And it's been... It's been so bad that I have not not been able to release it. So I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait until it goes and it, it does well. So, um, yeah, so that's my prediction. Owen, what, what games do we have? Three, three four, three. Oh, and four. Oh, and, oh, and four, even though it's three games. I don't care. <laughs> Alex, here you go. I'll keep it quick. Oh, and three. Let's keep it going. I think All right. we will have uh, three more Mike Hoffman goals, though. That'll be the... Okay. The light, the joy in my life, once I see the net bulge from a Mike Hoffman snipe. But yeah. uh, other than that, just more depression, 0-3. You might see something great, else great bulge, too. Great use of the word. Yeah. <laughs> Literally about to mention the bulge term there. That was great. Uh, <laughs> Justin, go ahead. 3-0. No. Easy. You know what? <laughs> Look, the Red Wings, we have the number. We beat them once. We can beat them again. And another thing, the Islanders and Golden Knights are both good teams for a change because every team we've played against so far is an absolute trash team. Even though we've lost handily to all of them, these are actual good teams. And you know what the Habs do against good teams? They play a little bit better. (laughs) Not great, but a little bit better. So I think we will go 3-0 this week. Let's turn this fucking season around. Stop with the negativity. We're not tanking. Yeah. We're coming back. It's too late. We're coming back. We've already it's two missed and eight. the playoffs. We have it's 72 over. games left to oh, play. It's over, man. It's 72. Done. We've right, made, you know what? We're gonna... We've gotten four out of 20 points. That's a magic number. 420. I'm, 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 I'm turning the tides, okay? I'm turning the tides, all right? Because I'm remembering what it felt like to be excited about the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> and you know what, Justin? Just made me excited again. The Habs this week go 3-0 and and they start their season, okay? You're going to come back to the No Respect podcast and it's going to be 5-8, and eight, okay? This is what it's going to be and it's the start of something new. I don't necessarily believe it, but I need to believe it, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, a huge thank you for joining us here at the No Respect podcast after another loss to... The Anaheim Ducks, four to two. Happy Halloween, folks! I completely forgot about that shit. Oh yeah, we uh, should have been I, dressed up. Yeah, we should have been. Uh, you know how the Habs are dressed up as clowns? Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm just joking. Uh, I love the Montreal Canadiens. I just want them to play better so that we can be happy. Uh, the biggest highlight of my life this at this stage is uh, I got a Soda Stream, folks. It's crazy, life changer. Okay. Um, Official sponsor of the No Respect Podcast, Soda Stream. You don't do free sponsors. I mean, yeah. I mean, we should have we should have contacted. Anyways, folks, uh, again, a huge thank you for joining us. Um, I don't know how we're gonna do this for. Maybe we'll just upload this for the podcast itself. Um, So again, this is an impromptu live stream. We might be doing more of these 
as the Montreal Canadiens continue to disappoint because there's no real reason to do organized segments if uh, if it goes that way. So um, you let us know what you think. We can keep do- going with this or, or doing the podcast. Uh, for Justin, for Alex, for myself, Mackie, you've been listening to the No Respect Podcast and always reminding you to respect the Orgasination. Have a great one and go Habs go. Merci et bonsoir. Peace.